Welcome to the Seeing Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about Ayurveda 101, Understanding Vata. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you guys a little background on the Vata Dosha, and later we'll be chatting with our expert for today, Acharya Shunya, a classically trained master of yoga and Ayurveda. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in Uganda, Mozambique, South Africa, the UK, France, Germany, Canada, Poland, and of course, I can't forget all my folks here in the USA. I appreciate you all. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and please rate the show on Apple Podcasts. Write a review. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Okay, y'all, again today, we are talking about one of my favorite things to nerd out on, Ayurveda. In case you've never heard of it, Ayurveda is a system of medicine which has been around for thousands of years and originates from India. In Ayurveda, every individual is unique. There's no diet and lifestyle routine that works for all. It is true bioindividuality, which is why I love working with it. Ayurveda focuses on prevention and all the advice given is given to maintain physical and emotional health and food and lifestyle routines are the most important prescription. In Ayurveda, the doshas are the three energies that define every single person's makeup and we all have all three, but we usually have two of the energies that are the most dominant. The three doshas are pitta, vata, and kapha. And in my practice, as I mentioned before, I use a variety of body typing methods to help me understand my clients Um, and learning their dosha without a doubt gives me so much information about how to approach their case and tailor my recommendations to them individually. Things to remember about your dosha. Your dosha is dynamic. It can change in response to weather, external conditions, and stress. And our habits, our food and lifestyle choices are manifestations of our dosha. Negative habits can actually lead to imbalance, which also leads to, obviously, disease. In Ayurveda, when the dosha is increased or imbalanced, the person usually craves foods or does habits that keep increasing that dosha, meaning they sometimes will crave the completely wrong things. So understanding your dosha can give you a major key to knowing yourself and provide clues for what needs to be addressed when your energy gets out of whack and also give you a little clarity on what habits you can throw you off balance. All right. So we went into the doshas a bit. We did the intro to Ayurveda episode. We did the Pitta episode. And today, y'all, we are focusing on the Vata dosha. Vata is actually the second. Um, it's also one of my doshas, but it's not as uh, dominant as Pitta for me. Vata means wind or that which moves things and represents the force that governs biological activity. It is the primary catalyst of the nervous system, controls both sensory and mental balance, mental adaptability, and understanding. Vata governs breathing, inhalation, exhalation, blinking of your eyelids, movements of the muscles and tissues, pulsations of the heart, 
all the contractions and expansion of the body, movements and signals of the nerve cells, digestion, elimination via urine, menstruation, also even birthing. Vata qualities include light, cold, rough, dry, clear, agitated, subtle, hard, dispersing, and mobile. Vata's main locations are the colon, hips, thighs, ears, bones, organ of touch, and nerve tissues. Vata rules movement, catabolism, or the breakdown of substances in the body, astringent taste, old age, we actually get drier and colder as we age, so that's more of the Vata time of life, also rules the times of day, dawn and dusk, and the seasons, the fall season, so we're in Vata season right now, cold, dry, and windy. Some Vata disorders or health imbalances include things like emaciation, loss of warmth, tremors, bloating, constipation, insomnia, sensory disorientation, incoherent speech, dizziness, confusion, anxiety, nervousness, migrating pain, arthritis. Vatas tend to be very tall, taller than the average, or they're really short with a tendency to be very slender, usually have really fast metabolisms. Vata folks may find it very hard to gain weight. In fact, I've helped a lot of my Vata clients put on weight. Vatas also tend to have dry skin and their skin is in need of relocation. So the use of oils externally is a great idea. It's also a good idea for Vatas to have breakfast and schedule in regular meals so they don't get tired and end up with low blood sugar levels. All right, we are going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to speak to our amazing guest. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Today's guest is Acharya Shunya, a wisdom teacher and a catalyst for empowering health and elevating consciousness worldwide. She's an award-winning and internationally renowned author, speaker, and scholar of non-dual wisdom, and a classically trained master of yoga and Ayurveda. She's the first female head of her 2,000-year-old Indian Vedic spiritual lineage, and she provides a rare opportunity to receive authentic teachings from a genuine Vedic master. Acharya Shunya is the president of the Awakened Self Foundation with its international headquarters in California and founder of the spiritual and philanthropic nonprofit Vedika Global. Her top-rated Shadow to Self podcast, award-winning Alchemy with Ayurveda program, and her signature offerings currently unfolding on the theme of Sovereign Life, are creating shifts in consciousness and improving health. Acharya Shunya is the author of best-selling book, Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, a complete prescription to optimize your health, prevent disease, live with vitality and joy, which was acclaimed amongst top 10 books in alternative medicine in its year of publication. Her second book, Sovereign Self, 
Claim your inner joy and freedom with the empowering wisdom of the Vedas, Upanishads, and Bhagavad Gita is a comprehensive guide to yoga's most influential texts, making their profound teachings both accessible and immediately practical for modern seekers. Her third book, which is slated for release in January 2022, is Roar Like a Goddess, Every Woman's Guide to Unapologetic Power, Propensity, and Purpose. Thank you so much, Acharya Shunya, for joining me again. I'm so excited to have you back on the show. It is my delight. I love chatting with you about Ayurveda, Sosa. Awesome. So today I want to talk about Vata. Mm-hmm. I guess, why don't we start with what is it in general for someone who has no idea what is Vata? I mean, no, we talked about the other doshas before, but just as a little bit of background for people who might be tuning into this one for the first time. Yeah, dosha is a Sanskrit word from ancient India. It's an ancient language. And dosha is chi. What is chi in Chinese medicine is dosha in Indian medicine. And Indian medicine is even older than Chinese medicine. And we understand that three kinds of energies or three kinds of doshas operate in the body. There is the there is the dosha that manages all the movement in our body from movement of thoughts to movement of food through our esophagus, and that would be vata dosha. There is a kind of dosha that works on um, metabolizing, transforming, burning the food and the thoughts and the input that you get, mental and physical transformation, and that is pitta dosha. And then there is a dosha that gives you immunity, security in the mind, immunity in the body, vitality, and cushioning and strength to the skeletal system and the muscles. And this is known as kapha dosha and looks like we're going to focus on vata dosha today. Yes. And so if vata is very... Well, first of all, isn't isn't fall or around this time, isn't this vata season? This is definitely. It is pitta and vata season because pitta was more... It, it it was kind of active during the late summer when it gets really hot. So it's mm-hmm. kind of coming to a conclusion. And then the winds are flowing. So we have to be careful both for Vata and Pitta a little bit during this season, definitely. Yes, I was just outside and literally the wind almost blew my hat off. <laughs> it's so windy. It's so windy over here. So if someone has vata as their predominant dosha and what are some considerations, like what are some things that are going to be uh, things they need to think about to balance, balance themselves health wise? Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, we can understand a dosha and we can work with it because so, so I want to go back and tell our listeners about a basic law that Mm -hmm. as is the macrocosm, so is the microcosm. Mm -hmm. And these doshas are in our macrocosm. They are in the whole environment, in the universe. And Mm -hmm. then they are in the inner universe too. So it is due to the wind blowing that, you know, things move in the universe. In the same way, there is the movement of nerve impulses, movement of thoughts, movement of food through our capillaries and blood moving, all of that is due to vata dosha. So you can consider it like a biological wind or a biological force movements. 
And typically this dosha, vata dosha has three specific qualities uh, amongst its many qualities, but just for the podcast, I think it's enough to remember that it has a dryness quality. Mm-hmm. It has a motion quality and it has a coldness quality. So if yeah. you might have noticed it, um, you know, the listeners might have noticed that if they are driving too much or if they are tr- talking too much or if they are exercising too much, they may feel a little out of sorts, you know, mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. exercising is great. But too much of it can then aggravate the vata dosha because like would increase like. Similarly, if we eat too many dry foods, we might experience a bloating in the stomach or Mm. we might notice a restless night that night. And we would never know unless we knew about Ayurveda and were listening to this kind of a podcast that, wait a minute, maybe I ate too much dry popcorn. Maybe I had Mm. too many dry chips. And all that dryness would then lead to a a very subtle and silent but insidious, but you cannot deny it, increase in vata dosha. And vata dosha would then spin your thoughts. It would spin your intestines. You might have flatulence. You might have burp. You might have too many crazy dreams. And you just didn't know that like is increasing like. And the third quality, cold, when we are in very cold weather, Sometimes aches and pains begin in the body. We're not able to move our joints that well. Even Mm -hmm. our speech becomes stuttered during cold. Sometimes our thoughts cannot move (laughs) during cold. So all kinds of motion disturbances happen when there is excessive cold. So to to summarize, if we are looking at vata dosha, then we want to be watchful of we can have some dry food but we might want to add some oil or some butter or some clarified butter ghee or something to it to not just be on an exclusive diet that's too drying too cold as in frozen foods and you know things like that and too much motion take some breaks take a rest take a deep Mm. breath meditate all those things help tremendously no, definitely. I've noticed that I have a lot of Vata clients and I've noticed one of the common things I work with Vata clients on is gaining weight because they tend to be, uh, at least my Vata clients tend to be underweight. And then just yes. as you were saying that the anxiousness is a big thing, like dealing with the mental turmoil. So kind of making sure that they actually have something in their lives to balance a bit as far as like mind chatter and all that stuff. Hmm. Imagine that you have a beautiful breeze flowing through your awareness. And that's fine because then Vata would make you creative. Mm-hmm. It would make you spontaneous. It would make you out of the box. You know, it would mm-hmm. make you also flexible and accommodating and friendly mm-hmm. and really, you know, swift mover. And you would be, you know, it would become a gift for you. But imagine mm. that wind becoming a storm. Mm. Then things just start falling apart. Your joints would crack. Your thoughts would not stay glued together. They would be scattering of your inner, you know, anchoring. That's what's going to happen. So whenever I meet somebody who has vata dosha, I say, you know what? You're a gift. You're a poetry of movement. 
You mm-hmm. have capacity to think, to imagine, to meditate. Some of our greatest yogis have been vata dosha dominant. Just, just you just need to master that wind. Mm. That's the only dance. Don't let it master you. And that makes a world of difference. Rather than trying to be what you're not, can we just come into balance? That would help really tremendously. Okay. What kinds of conditions or health imbalances can be really common for vatas? Typically, you know, if you look at the mind and restless mind, anxious mind, like you mentioned, um, too many thoughts and a sense of like sometimes even heart heart palpitations. Mm. And then if you look in the body, um, aches and pains, and the pains would not even be like fixed. They would shift around a lot. I don't know if you've noticed that with your clients. They just move Mm. around a lot because everything is moving. They can be Mm. gas and they can be bloating and, and they can also be tiredness because it's it's wind. So it doesn't have a lot of substance. And typically Vata dominant people, if you've noticed, it's just a go, 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 you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's so interesting. That's one thing. <laughs> that's very interesting. What kinds of health rituals, like just daily things, um, can be important for Vata? You know, if you pick up any random book on Ayurveda, it will tell you some vata balancing foods, which are typically more dominant in earth and water energy. So I, I would always say, including some starchy roots, some meats, um, and some heavy grains would be a good idea. Not just, sometimes vata dominant people might, you know, drink a juice here and then skip a few hours and then, you know, maybe skip lunch or have a little sandwich here because, so it's a good idea to have proper meals. They should be unctuous or oily because Vata Mm. is dry. They should be warm because Vata is cold and they should be a bit nourishing. I'm not saying that you have to necessarily eat the whole bakery. I'm just saying saying that you might want to bring in something culturally and age appropriate for you. You don't have to eat Indian food to be Ayurvedic, but you have a piece of meat or fish, or if you're a vegetarian, Bulgar wheat or something like that, that would help. Yeah. Something strengthening, having regular meals, stopping to have a meal, munching quietly, And then in my classes, I always teach things like getting up and looking at the sun and opening your arms and letting the sun warm your heart in a heart, you know, Mm. and and things like meditation and some mantras, which um, I impart so that the doshas can get balanced quickly by auto-suggestion. That really helps oiling the body because the body is dry, typically about the dominant people. That's why they are also underweight. They also have dry hair, dry skin. Now, it mm-hmm. sounds really terrible, but I'll tell you, Sosa, if people are identifying with Vata Dosha, this world couldn't have moved forward without Vata Dosha dominant people. Mm. We'd all be stuck in our little villages unchanged. <laughs> We'd just never move. And, you know, yeah, nothing would happen if this cross-cultural planetary consciousness that is changing and merging and emerging and coalescing, 
into hope for all of us, that is due to Vata Dosha dominant leadership, which hmm. can be beyond the box. Absolutely. I just, I just say to any Vata dominant person, which includes my son, I just mm-hmm. say, you know, regular meals, if nothing else, a cup of milk or a boiled egg, just stopping mm-hmm. to make sure, have I nourished my wind? Have I given right. the container that it needs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I find that with a lot of my Vata clients, it really helps them for us to go through and create a meal schedule because if there's no meal schedule, sometimes they'll just be like, oh, I forgot, you know? Yes. So yeah, the, I love the regular meals. That makes a lot of sense. We want to handhold them and help them make those little structured choices that go a long way, a long way. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. How does it manifest in the environment and time of day and um, sleep patterns? Typically, yes. So Vata Dosha, because the macrocosm and microcosm of the body is connected, we Mm -hmm. should look at what's happening in the universe. And fortunately, ancient source texts in Ayurveda from 2nd century BCE onwards tell it all. And they mention that Come 2 a.m. in the morning, about the time begins until 6. And that's the time people go to the bathroom maximally. Right. <laughs> because, you know, everything is moving. And then yeah. we have nightmares too. You know, typically our restless mm-hmm. leg syndrome, asthma, heart strokes. And, and say you woke up and meditated at that time at 4 or 5 a.m. that yogis do. That's when you connect to God, you know, because your Vata Dosha is taking you beyond the universe so you can use it to your advantage. Mm. But typically Vata Dosha is very peaked at that time. And then another time it peaks is around two o'clock in the afternoon. And whatever we are doing, I don't know if you've noticed it, but we get restless. Mm. And and so I always tell my students, don't say I do after 2 p.m., (laughs) because you might just be winging it on the wind and you'll regret it so you should wait till 6 p.m when the more sturdy and stable kapha time begins i also tell people who are in corporate jobs that after two o'clock just do some routine work and if you have to ask your boss for a a raise do that earlier during the pitta time when you're feeling more fiery so mm, we can mm. really use this. So I tend to, um, like for a long time, I would like when I tend to take my 2 to 6 p.m. Vata time kind of quieter, like I spend time in my backyard or so. so. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of potting and gardening around that time or I might read a book. So I do a lot of teaching in the morning and late evenings or writing, but I tend to nurture myself at this time. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. I have, for instance, I'm Pitta Vata. Mm-hmm. I know that my Pitta is the most predominant. It's, it's obvious. <laughs> but I, um, I guess when you have like, because we're all technically tridoshic, right? But when we say, when I say something like I'm Pitta Vata, it means that those two are the are most prominent, correct? Yes, absolutely. We all, I wouldn't say, yeah, well, you know, you're correct. Absolutely. For the sake of the podcast, I know what you're saying. We do all have three doshas. Absolutely. But you're more dominant in Pitta Vata. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when when one of the two is more dominant and the other one is less dominant, how do we then treat like if I'm like okay, I'm pitta vata, I know my pitta is really the the most, you know, uh, the most dominant for me. How do I then deal with the vata aspect of me or or pay attention to it? You know, what I've noticed when people have two doshas and they have vata as a dosha along with any other dosha, mm-hmm. I always tell them that just balance your main dosha. Like in your case, it would be pitta. Mm-hmm. But balance your vata dosha by making sure you're resting mm. on regular times. So vata really responds well to lifestyle structure. Mm. And so you would still eat according to your pitta dosha, which is mm-hmm. more like sweet things and bitter astringent. But then you know that your vata dosha and pitta dosha have in common the sweet taste. So you would go for sweet fruits and, you know, naturally occurring sweet things like rice and mm-hmm. you know things like that. And I wouldn't worry so much. I've noticed vata dosha like really behave itself once we start fixing our meal times and even for one month if we eat like that see a big difference and another interesting thing with vata dosha is that even though you may be dominant in pitta dosha but it is vata dosha that drives the pitta dosha because hmm. pitta dosha and kapha dosha are considered static the sanskrit word is pangu and vata dosha is the driver so when you will balance oh. your lifestyle with vata dosha, your pitta dosha will come down too. Wow. And so the key is always to balance your dosha, but then whatever dosha, pitta or kapha, but then balance your vata dosha. Just keep keep in mind a few things like fix meal times, um, sleep time and wake time, which is early morning, early, before 6 a.m. and going to bed. You know, on most mm-hmm. days, some days everybody parties, right? But on yeah. most days, on most days, and things work out and both the doshas get balanced. That's the beauty of it. But you can't just balance pitta dosha and not pay attention to vata dosha because it's the king. It's the king. Hmm. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I I heard somewhere, I think I was listening to another podcast in Ayurveda and I they were talking about menstrual cycles and vata imbalance and talking about um, like spotting being sort of like a vata imbalance manifestation. Like the period was not, you know, coming all the way. It was just kind of like revving up. Uh-huh. Is, is there anything to do with menstrual cycles? Does that, do you, does that ring true for you? Absolutely. When, um, when vata dosha goes up in the menstrual cycle, they would be, Spotting, there would be dysmenorrhea, there would be complete absence, amenorrhea. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen, or there could be pain because remember, there is movement happening of blood from mm. ears downwards and it gets blocked because there's so much vata dosha. So then there is a lot of back pain. So if you have a lot of low back pain, uterus pain, spotting, or absence of menstruation, all of this is vata dosha, and it's really simple. Take rest during that time. Put some hot packs on your back because heat will overcome vata dosha, you know. So put a hot water and drink some warm fluids and eat warm warm food, not 
cold salads and cold drinks. I've had, I don't know, I don't know. I must, I must say 5,000 people who might have benefited just from my <laughs> teachings on vata dosha and mensuration. And yeah. people used to think they would take pills. They would, you know, they, they would think they're trapped in a prison for yeah. five days a month. And they start balancing vata dosha and everything improves. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's super cool. That is really cool. Right, right. You work on the root cause and the symptom goes away. That's the beauty. Are there other menstrual imbalances? Like what would a pitta imbalance look like with menstruation? A pitta imbalance is typically like the the, the female blood would be obnoxiously smelly. Mm. Like a pitta is typically, you know, there's a lot of burning happening, metabolism happening. So it feels mm-hmm. like Ayurveda scriptures have described it as like a dead animal's flesh rotting. Oh my goodness. There's a Ew. lot of smell. There's a lot of smell. If pitta is very high and body would feel heat, they could also be accompanying diarrhea. Just like a lot mm. of heat in the body, right? Mm-hmm. And kapha, kapha typically have no problem as such, but when kapha is high, there would be the 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 blood would be like more moist and gluey looking mm-hmm. and, and it would be more um like pale in color. Our main problems occur from vata and pitta. Okay. And so my teachings around that, which I typically teach in my courses and other things, I teach a whole regimen around the moon cycle and I say for a few days just have like really simple Ayurvedic, you know, gruels and things like that. And if you don't eat Ayurvedic, then just have soups and things like that. Nothing to aggravate, not not too spicy and not too dry. Something mm. nice, you know, and and rest and take it easy. And within a few cycles, things start improving. Yeah. That's super cool. Is there anything else about Vata you think we should know? I think that um, Vata Dosha has been connected to the ability for us to imagine Hmm. and to meditate and to have outer body experiences and to have all those yogic tendencies that we all crave for. So Hmm. I would say that I've seen in yoga circles how important discipline is. I feel Hmm. like we have this wild, passionate force within us so I would, I would urge all our listeners to investigate more. They can either read my book, Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, or they can find some other way or work with you, Isosa. But I would suggest knowing this dosha and harnessing this dosha and then enjoying this dosha. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Today we talked about, oh, this it can create pain, it can do this. But when it's working for you, it could make you... Um, Olympic athlete. When it's working for you, you could be singing a soprano and amazing people. When it's working for you, you could be writing bestsellers. When it's working for you, you could be like a smooth ballerina, you know? So we never Hmm. talk good about these doshas, but these doshas, they are meant to support us. And thank God for Ayurveda that it points out to us signs and symptoms to know when we're overdoing it. And then teach yeah. them simple lifestyle and food changes to bring them into balance and enjoy health thereafter. Love that so much. 
Where can people find you online and take your classes and, and where can they find your book? Well, I'm sure you will share my name, Acharya Shunya, all my social media handles. Uh, they are by Acharya Shunya, so you can find me on Insta or Facebook or Twitter. But definitely my website is acharyashunya.com or awakenself.com. And yeah, I teach classes all the time and uh, I'm passionate about it. I've grown up about it and I've shared this earlier in an earlier podcast with Esosa. And uh, yeah, my own health, Esosa, I just want to say I had a mm-hmm. affliction. I couldn't walk. And now oh my I'm running. Now I run. <laughs> Oh my goodness, when was this? When I was a teenager, I have a genetic condition and people with my condition have, you know, the vata is afflicting the genes and it people are in wheelchairs. And I've, oh my had, I've had some years where I was even using, um, you know, I, I needed help walking, moving and crutches. Wow. But, but my guru, my teacher said to me, if you can't walk, then you must fly. <laughs> so you know what that means and uh, I was a teenager at that time and I didn't know if I wanted to like really embrace Ayurveda I went through a phase of I don't want to embrace anything from my family you know how teenagers are yes but, yes. I, but I think this health condition was a turning point in my life and I've been balancing my vata dosha I'm not vata dominant I have a vata condition mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and sometimes you can be dominant in something, but sometimes you can have a disease condition in which a certain dosha is dominant. So I mm. need oils to apply on my body and I eat and I'm and I walk and I run. So that's all I want to say. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. It's time to take some questions from Instagram and email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, respond to the call for questions on my profile on Instagram at therawgirl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. The first question is via IG message from Verma. She says, I am Vata and I struggle with gaining weight. Most of my life, I've been 90-something pounds, and I would like to gain around 10 pounds. How can I do this? Hi, Verma. Thank you so much for writing in. I feel you as I have many Vata clients who are going through the same struggle. I'll let you in on a few things I had to focus on with my Vata clients to help them gain weight, but remember that you are a unique individual, so make sure to work with a practitioner if you need more guidance. Generally, What I find with many vatas is that you may not be eating enough and regularly. So start paying attention to and scheduling regular meal times if you don't already. You also want to increase your intake of healthy carbohydrates. So things like brown rice, starchy vegetables, squashes, sweet potatoes, butternut squash, all these kinds of things, which are really great right now in the fall, they help a great deal. And last but not least, if you're a Vata who does regular cardio, stop that ASAP and start focusing instead on strength training. Focusing on muscle building will help you gain weight and will also support a healthy appetite. I hope this helps you. All right, it is time to close out the show. 
Hopefully the show has given you more insight into the Vata Dosha and Ayurveda overall. I personally have been greatly impacted by Ayurveda and even with the minimal knowledge I have, it's really helped me understand my body and given me invaluable tools to help me understand my clients. Again, I really encourage you to find out your dosha, spend some time learning about it, and see how it can help you improve your health. Today, I leave you with this quote from David Frawley, who says, as long as we are not living in harmony with nature and our constitution, we cannot expect ourselves to be really healed. Ayurveda gives us the means. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at the raw girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. Mm-hmm.